0: In a world where Mad Lab Theater...
1: What are you doing?
0: Making the Mad Lab ad for Cinema Wheeler-tay. Oh, here's my other one. Susan thought it was just another day, and then she met Mad
2: Lab.
1: Why don't you just say that Mad Lab is the New Works Theater in downtown Columbus? Featuring hilarious comedies, powerful dramas, improv with FFN, the annual Young Writers Festival, and the longest-running shorts festival in central Ohio, Theater Roulette.
0: That sounds pretty awesome, especially when I do it over the Star Wars theme.
2: Star Wars is always a good choice.
3: Mad Lab, the original.
1: For more information, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter,
3: or visit us at madlab.net.
1: episode of Cinema Wheeler Tay. It's uh, Sean, Tony, and Scott, as usual.
2: Hi. Hi.
1: And uh, we're joined by our second three-timer <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, it's a really good friend and pop culture aficionado extraordinaire.
4: And a very special guest. You can't leave that out. He's a very special <laughs> guest, very too.
0: Special. We're talking in threes here, so let's go for it. <laughs> That's right. It's uh, Brendan Calvert. <laughs> Woo! Hey, guys. How's it going?
4: Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely.
4: Thanks for joining us.
1: Uh, And today we're we're talking about uh, a film I'm extraordinarily excited to get into. Uh, You know, and and I think it's one I've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, It's our first sequel.
4: I think you should pause right there because we should enter the uh, theme music right here before we say the name of the movie. Okay.
1: (laughs) It is Star Wars (laughs) Episode... Five, The Empire <laughs> Strikes Back. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. I'm sure there are a few of you out there who have never heard of this movie. It is kind of obscure. <laughs>
1: it's, so It's very, very obscure. Yeah. It's what uh, they
4: consider a classic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was released in 1980. Uh, 1980, I think, uh, I'm learning, is one of the greatest film years in the history of movies in general. Like I look at a lot of the movies that were released that year, like The Shining, mm-hmm. Airplane, uh, Raging Bull. And now you yeah, have The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it's that's a phenomenal run. Gonna be here.
0: Gonna be a smartass and say ordinary people.
1: Oh, <laughs> that one best picture that year. Mm-hmm. The yes. one movie nobody remembers from 1981. Yeah. Best picture.
3: Oh, I, well, I like that movie. Well, it's ordinary. <laughs> which stood out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: It was not extraordinary.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of interesting people. I want I want a movie about what people are really like, which is boring. And... Right.
1: Uh... This movie, um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I absolutely love this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a huge Star Wars fan to begin with, and I think this is the Star Wars film that I maybe became conscientious of. I was born in 77, so I was like three years old in 1980, and I think when I first became conscious of Star Wars was during the, pr- the promotion for the Empire Strikes Back, you know, getting the bounty hunters mm-hmm. and those action figures and stuff. Yeah. Like, to me, I think that's when I became, like, a Star Wars fan. And um, it, it, it's remarkable. And I was going to go across the room. I'll start with Brendan, especially. Yeah. Uh, how, what, was, what was your first exposure to Star Wars in general and this specific movie, particularly?
0: Star Wars has been a part of my personal life Love and Liberty for as long as I can remember. I honestly cannot remember the first time I saw Star Wars. I know that it was around the age of four,
4: um, which was <laughs>
0: 1978. And so it had been out for a year or so, probably playing continuously the whole time. Uh, back then they did things like that. and
4: uh, Back when TV played movies? Yeah, yeah. with
0: commercials in it. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is that Star Wars is been just, I mean, it's always been there, and it's always been a positive thing in my life, even when, even during the uh, late 80s, early 90s, when it wasn't cool to like Star Wars anymore. Oh, yeah. you're just... Really? But, there
4: yeah, was, There yeah. was a period of time when it wasn't Oh cool. my God,
0: you were a super dork, especially if, in middle school and high school, if you were still into Star Wars, which I was, and yeah. those of you who know me know that I have no problem with being a dork, so... <laughs> Nor do I.
1: <laughs>
0: um, and you, you saw
1: Empire for the first time. I saw
0: time. Empire. Prob- I w- I'm thinking vividly that Empire, when I first saw it, it came out in May of 1980. My birthday is in June. I think it came to our local movie theater like a week before my birthday. And uh, we went and saw it then.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, they there are certain things about the Empire Strikes Back that I remember vividly. At the time, I was a little kid. I, I honestly didn't like it that much when I was younger because there's a lot of stuff in it that um, most people won't get when they're six years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, it's got a lot of depth to it. In fact, I honestly can say it's the first time that I ever realized that the good guys don't always win. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, it's six years old.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was that was that was a big part of
3: that. Um, and trilogies weren't in, in vogue then, so you weren't <laughs> didn't have the optimism of like they're gonna make another movie. It's like, the, no, there was probably some people that thought that the Star Wars story was over, <laughs> and that was it.
4: Well, and, I mean, the thing that just is curious for me is the fact that the Star Wars saga started in at number four.
1: It, the numbers i think came subsequently after the prequels oh, because prior okay. to that i think it was just star wars gotcha. okay. in 1977 okay. then it was just the empire strikes yeah. back in 1980 the I origi- was not
4: around in either of those years <laughs> right. so i yeah. cannot speak
1: you to came it. of age you were born yeah. into a world with <laughs> with s- numbered numerical yeah. star wars movies. i was also
4: a part of the popular plan apparently in 1990 because i was not exposed to star wars Mm -hmm. So therefore, I didn't like it.
0: The original Star Wars did not get the Episode Four tag until the re-release after Empire in eighty one. That's what I thought.
2: Yeah,
0: there was no A New Hope. In fact, the whole thing, the backstory changed because if you really think about it, they did a lot of retroactive continuity from the first from from A New Hope to Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, there was a they as. One of the things I was reading about doing a little bit of research before it was that George Lucas basically rewrote the whole backstory on Luke Skywalker and his parentage and all of that while he was writing the drafts for Empire Strikes Back. That makes sense.
4: Isn't Princess Leia considered the new hope? Isn't she the hope?
0: Luke um, is the new hope Luke is the new He
4: uh, yeah. always has to be the guy You know It couldn't have been the girl well, She's part of the hope They're twins she, She's definitely yeah. They're she, twins So she is yeah, definitely, definitely A part of the hope I would, yeah. I
1: would include her They're twin yeah. hopes You know they're. But
0: there was The fact of the matter is Is that when They originally He originally called it A new hope And the whole There is another Which comes up in this movie And then also makes Some of the back Things you saw earlier Way creepy Um yeah, So It gets a It gets a little Little gross, but the fact of the matter is that uh, see, I at the always, time he was no, I mean, he was the only, yeah, he's a guy, so I'm gonna say I, son of Skywalker. I, I yeah, yeah. So, well,
4: see, I guess I always interpreted, um, and this is going back, of course, to the new hope, but I guess I interpreted it as Leia being the new hope when they sent the hologram of her and they were kind of seeking her um, to help, you know, with the resistance and everything.
1: That's a good perspective on that. That's that's
4: That's why I interpreted Leia as being the new hope. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's our new hope for the generation. She's going to bring us the change. Basically, she was like the Obama... On that's
2: kind. Of, yeah, that's kind of, <laughs> of taking it. That is definitely taking
0: it on its ear and turning it.
2: Yeah, it for is. sure.
0: I'm not, uh, and I'm not disputing that. That's actually a really good take. Um, See, so yeah.
4: guys, I am intellectual. Yeah. Well, we knew that. It
1: is. You do we have definitely an intellectual definitely knew bent. That. Yeah. Uh, does that make that 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 general and the Death Star of John McCain? <laughs> Yeah, if we're going with that. Metaphor. Yeah, if we're
0: gonna go with that, Grand Moff Tarkin uh, is definite. I would actually think of Tarkin as a more of a Mitt Romney type yeah, than a McCain type. Me too. Speaking
3: of generals on uh, starships in this movie, they're pretty much expendable in this movie. Oh according yeah, to Darth Vader. He has no.
0: They were red. Sh- they were Star Trek red shirts.
3: Right? Yeah, <laughs> they were Star Trek red shirts. You see a
0: new general or an admiral that he uh, was like, "Ooh, this one's not gonna last long now, is he?"
3: There's yeah. a lot of practice on the. Uh, the uh what is it the uh the force choke in yes this movie. so darth vader does get a lot of uh
1: let me put it this way okay in the first films darth vader is certainly an imposing presence mm-hmm. In empire strikes back darth vader is absolutely vicious i mean he is relentless from start to finish in this movie yeah. yes uh it, it's almost like a determination and it and it, and I, I just think this is peak Vader. Like, this oh. has to be the, oh, the ultimate yeah. Vader movie. Uh, this is
0: the movie where movie. everybody fell in love with the idea of Darth Vader more as just a, basically, image of the samurai, which is where they got most of the design for the costume was from samurais. And uh,
4: Speaking of that, the one thing I always was curious of is doesn't he smell? He must smell awful. If he <laughs> no. never changes his outfit, he's always yeah. wearing that same outfit and all that... Heavy breath underneath that mask. You know, does he use scope?
0: The rebreather, yeah. man. It filters everything out. So. Yeah.
3: Also, I like they that. do show him in that thing. Mm-hmm. And I maybe that thing like refreshes him, okay. Like gives him like a, a new suit yeah. and, a, and a new like.
4: Because all and I can think of is that's a shower, he man. Stink.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. But I'll say this much: he's probably not the stinkiest person because we have a swamp in this movie. Yeah, too. So was, uh, that was something
0: I actually. <laughs> if you was, think
1: that's bad, there's Yoda lives on a swamp, so that yeah. can't smell great. You know? And um, that's very I was
0: true. I was going to bring this up, but you lead me into it. Uh, the fact of the matter is, did Luke have a change of clothes on Dagobah? We really want to know. I'm pretty sure (laughs) for a while it didn't look like he did, but I did see at one point in this one he does have a hole in the knee of his pants, and then when he's on Cloud City, the hole is magically gone. I don't know if that's continuity error or if he actually just had new clothes. Well, he has luggage.
3: He definitely has luggage. And maybe we don't see all the luggage that he has. Yeah. So.
4: It's all, well, obviously, we don't see He has see that food luggage.
3: that he pulls out, which it looks yeah. like. Every, yeah. The food. Star Wars food looks like dog food. It every does. <laughs> it does. And here's
4: the thing, too, guys. I'll be honest, okay? And I'm a woman. I'm relatively fashionable, and yeah. I change my clothes daily. But here's the thing, if, if I'm on a nasty, swampy island and I know I'm going to be there for like two or three days, <laughs> I'm probably just going to wear the same pants because I don't want to ruin uh, <laughs> another pair of pants if I'm going to get muddy and gross. And right. As long as your <laughs> undergarments are refreshed, I can overlook him wearing the same outer clothes. Darth Vader, I know nothing absolutely about. And from my perspective, he doesn't change.
1: His that, clothes. I, I want to get on that topic too. This is one of the most, and I'm in this too, this is one of the most visually stunning movies ever made. The production design, the lived-in world, the tone, the coloring is stunning. Yeah, the music too. The music is, I will get into later, Mm -hmm. this is a gorgeous movie to look at just because of the world building mm -hmm. and everything. And the
0: special effects 37 years later almost really, really, really stand up. They do. They do. I, mean, I it, mean, even the stop. I mean, they well, truly do
4: You're the right. stop motion. Mm-hmm.
0: The stop motion stuff does that looks like stop motion. That's yeah. uh, just how it works. You're not going to get rid of that, but that's yeah. part of its charm. You know, yeah. it's kind of like Godzilla. You know, it's going to be like, well, you know, yeah.
3: There's yeah. there's some stop motion, but it's still well. The puppet work on Yoda is it's extraordinary. Fantastic. I mean, extraordinary. He's, he's got more personality in this than any other movie. With what, what, what the CGI and. I we love I love talk. the armory. I, <coughs> I mean, we're gonna talk. I mean, we're jumping around. Like, yeah, um, we'll, I, we'll, we'll stick with. Uh, the, I was the talking visual. about the world building. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like
1: when you're on Hoth, you, this is like Star Wars, the original movie. You definitely felt like you're in a different universe for sure. Cause yes, you're moving to all these different Absolutely. places. This expands it to where you're really immersed in this universe. You're on this planet of ice and it feels like a planet of ice mm-hmm. you're on the cloud city and it feels like a city in the cloud and it is gorgeous landscape beautiful uh, beautiful yeah. cloud city i mean uh, virtually every way the asteroid belt you feel like you're on an asteroid dagobah a star, yeah, yeah. I mean, you
4: feel, anywhere you are you feel like you're actually there with the people mm-hmm. yeah and, you on, do. and i think that's consistent in all of the star wars films yeah
1: yeah it is the lighting too like yes. the, the, the the use of light lighting, and dark you know, yeah absolutely invader the shine on vader's helmet in this movie always oh, oh, is so he beautiful. must, shine. He must yeah.
4: shine his
1: helmet he must yeah <laughs>
0: maybe it gets polished yeah. when it gets taken off his head in the thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um the other thing that hoth actually when you're watching especially in a movie theater you kind of feel cold
3: you do you when you're
0: watching it, you're like oh, yeah. this is cold
3: um yeah they're worried about those meteorites. Oh, big time! I, yeah. think,
4: I think we can all agree that the movie is so um, pleasing to the senses. It is in every way, shape, or form. Maybe with the exception of smell, but I imagine Darth Vader smells bad, so then the scent is there. It does. <coughs> but I mean, I'm being serious. You know, I really do think it's it's visually pleasing. The sound quality is great from the soundtrack. The dialogue is is sharp. I mean, every element of of the human senses, I think, is catered Mm -hmm. to.
1: It is. Like, you hear these weird sound effects. Like, if you're on Dagobah, you Mm -hmm. hear these background animals chirping the background. Mm -hmm. Um, You, you know, like we said, when you're on the Empire, you know, the Imperial ships, you know, you feel like it's... stuffy. yeah, stuffy, you uh, you know, militaristic, and...
4: And, you know, that also sort of ties in with Darth Vader's voice, just the stuffiness of his voice coming through, mm-hmm, uh-huh. uh, the, the the way that it sounds, like being transferred, it kind of sounds almost yeah. like it's in a machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that I think, really ties into the, to being on the stuffy ship. And then when you're on the... Um... Oh, my goodness. I just... My, I'm having a break. <laughs> What's the name of Luke's ship? And Han Solo's ship, Millennium, no, the the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Falcon. Oh my goodness! And then you have Chewbacca, kind of moaning. His yeah. moan almost sounds like a like an antiquated car that sort of squeals. And yeah, and much as I imagine the Millennium Falcon, they always make reference to how old it is and how it's kind of junky. Yeah. And his sort of, um, I don't know. I feel like his voice. Someone needs to put like a little bit of WD-40 down, yeah. you know, because he just, mm, but but I think right. it's great, yeah, because it ties in to that atmosphere. Usually when we see Chewbacca, it's in that kind of
2: right. atmosphere, you know what right. I mean?
4: Which I never really gave much consideration until right now, which if that was intended, that's brilliant.
1: It is. I think it was kind of somewhat intentional, I think, to do things like that. Um, the other thing is the story is so tight and it, it, it is it's constant peril mm-hmm. the rebels are always on the run from yeah. vader i think having ray as the main villain here as opposed to being the secondary guy to yeah. tarkin is a yeah. difference because vader not only is vader this imposing presence but he talks like he is the central character there and oh he
0: drives yeah. all of that he's he's literally a badass all the way through the movie i mean <sighs> he would have the Jules Winfield wallet that said "bad motherfucker" on it. Yeah, um, yeah he does. He's yeah. just—it's <laughs> the fact of the matter—is he's he's ruthless. He's vicious. Our heroes literally get their asses kicked from one end of the galaxy to the other. Right. It is just constant pursuit of the haunt of the Millennium Falcon. You know the whole concept of. I think that he went after them, knowing that if he got them, he can yeah. get Luke. Um, mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. whole the whole concept was there. I mean, the plan was all there, and the fact of the matter is, what without this particular movie, I don't think we'd remember Star Wars the way we do now. I mean, if there was a if it, the sequel to star wars went an entirely different way or kind of did yeah. the really did a lot of the same beats as the first one i know that was a complaint on the force awakens mm-hmm. that it had a, it's the same as the first star wars whatever anyway yeah, yeah. fact of the matter is if they had done that in 1980 79 80 we would not think of this story the same way we do no this is the story that gives it depth that gives it meaning that gives it a scope yeah that is not just your little popcorn space adventure. Hey, this this is the movie out of all of them that makes the rest of it work as well as it does. Even the pre- prequels. Mm-hmm.
4: I totally agree with what you're gonna say, but I do want to say I thought Hayden Christensen pulled his weight. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was a
3: great performance. I'm, I'm glad kidding. he. I well, agree. he only weighs <laughs> he only weighs <laughs> 120 pounds, so it's. Uh... Yeah, he
0: looked
4: I just. just he... I had to. Yeah,
1: I know. You best. you had to throw it. Uh, I think there are two reasons, Brendan, that why it's different. There's, there's two key reasons that were different from the first film that brought in that direction. One is the director, Erwin Kirshner, because it yes. wasn't Lucas who directed it. He hired Kirshner yes. to direct it. And it's a tight, mm-hmm. very atmospheric mm-hmm. production. And it's, yes. it's tight, it's fast, it, it moves along. Yep. And Larry Kasdan is the screenwriter. Oh, Kaz- he flushed these characters out even more than they were in the I'll
0: first even film. go further than that with Kirshner, because Kasdan also wrote Jedi, yeah, and Jedi, sorry guys, nowhere near as good as this movie. I know a lot of people are going to be. <laughs> no,
1: I, 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 I still love Jedi, but I know what I you're love, saying. Like, structurally, structurally, yeah. it from it is. the
0: original trilogy standpoint, Jedi is the weakest entry by far.
4: I agree. And it is. Job of the Hut's disgusting. <laughs>
0: I love that. that I
1: love Java. I'm a Java. Yeah. I love that scene, but I. It is a I'm good. a mark for Java the HUD sequences. So, but I mean, I do agree with Brendan in the sense that Jedi structure is not as pleasing, and maybe we'll cover that at some point. Yeah. But it's not as pleasing as like Empire is just. I think the thing is, Empire is so perfectly realized, so fully realized, yes. and so perfect. Every tonally perfect. The script is perfect. The acting is actually excellent in this movie. I know people knock Star Wars acting. I think Ford, Hamill, and Fisher are
0: all, and Williams
2: mm-hmm. are
1: all outstanding yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah. you
2: know? And on
0: top of all that, a lot of it also goes to the fact that since Lucas, this is really one of the highest grossing independent features ever made. Yeah. Because he self-financed this one with the money from the toys. Wow. And wow. all this other That's stuff. Impressive. He did a lot of it. He was, in fact, he didn't even sell it to the 20th Century Fox, until he ran short on money. And to get the movie, he got to keep a sweetheart of a deal, which basically made him the billionaire mm-hmm. that we all mock these days for the <laughs>
1: prequels. Um, but uh, this movie looks immaculate, though, on top oh, of that. Now, think about that. Good it Lord, looks yes. immaculate based off of that. Uh, I think th- the great thing about the screenplay is there actually, in my opinion, there are two protagonists in this story equally. It's Luke and Han. Mm-hmm. This is their story, and yeah. they have different trajectories, but they are both the heroes, and they both have their arc. Mm-hmm. But um,
4: guess who ties them both together? Leia. My
1: girl Leia. Leia does.
4: She holds everything together.
0: Yeah, and at this point, they we, utilize everybody well that's here. Very true.
4: Yeah. All the characters absolutely. are
0: utilized and have a purpose in this uh, yeah. movie. And at this point, we still don't know how creepy the whole Luke Leia thing is. Mm-hmm. They kind of do that to you in Jedi, then you go, "Ew."
3: <laughs> Did you know at at, at this? When this movie came out, did he know that they were going to... Luke and Leia were the first brother-sister? I would
0: think so. I'm not entirely sure he had that part figured out about Leia until he went to work, they went to work on Jedi. But they definitely had something in mind on their, uh, there is another. I don't know
3: if they th- knew but it was Leia. She kisses Luke. But he doesn't know at this
0: point. He, yeah. She
4: only does it to make Han so yeah, jealous. jealous. But yeah, tell Only does it. She's For done that that it reason. twice.
0: Yeah. yeah, She did it in Star Wars. Right yeah. before they swung over the broken bridge but
4: well i think ignorance I is think, bliss
3: in those moments yeah,
4: so. yeah. But i also think maybe that was more of a you know she's a princess good luck thank you yeah. for saving me i wish you the best in case you don't make it across yeah here's a kiss
0: i mean <laughs> but luke was luke was definitely
4: I, mean, yeah. I think it could be something as impulsive as that even mm. you know when you're in these high intense your adrenaline's pumping yeah. Anything could happen, but
0: Luke was definitely into her. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I don't he doubt was that. so into her. I
4: don't doubt. From that.
0: the time he saw the hologram, oh,
4: wouldn't we? She was cute. He was into <laughs>
0: her. The whole "you think a princess and a guy like me?" No. Uh, it's just.
4: You know, I had a really funny, absurd thought, and this could be inspired by the fact that I saw Scooby Doo this morning, <laughs> an episode of the cartoon that is. But. Every time, wouldn't it be funny if, like, in Scooby-Doo, whenever the goblin or the bad guy is, like, chasing them, mm-hmm. you just see him consistently running back and forth across the screen. Wouldn't that be funny with, like, Han, Leia, like, <laughs> oh, and, like, Darth Vader, and they play, like, the, the some kind some of, partridge like... Partridge Family yes, rip
2: song. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Sung by Davy Jones. Yeah, um,
2: yeah.
1: Exactly. That, that would be... That would, That's exactly, I think, what Lucas and Kirshner had in mind for this. It was cut (laughs) out, though.
0: I Uh, actually had something that I thought of, because when I watched it again this morning before we came up here to do this, who was funding the Rebels? Oh, that's a good Seriously, Was think Leia? about the heavy artillery that the rebels actually had on Hoth. I'm sitting there watching this yeah. battle going, yeah, they're still outnumbered by the Big Bad Empire, <laughs> but man, that's some high tech shit right there. Where did, who is, fund, who is funding this ragtag group of rebels? Leia,
4: Leia comes from money.
3: Yeah,
0: Leia does have money,
4: and it's probably her, some. Kind, but it's when, probably a result of that.
0: But when, Al, when Alderaan goes boom, doesn't all the money from her economy go with it? They, they have, have like Canada. a
3: Switzerland. Yeah,
0: she's in it. got a
4: Swiss <laughs> bank
1: account.
3: It's There's good. like a, a neutral Switzerland where you can put a funnel all your money in. I
1: suspect the Russians. <laughs> myself, I think they're secretly funding the rebels <laughs> yeah. here. Um, one thing I, I love is like. Uh, like Han and Luke are very close at the beginning of this. Like, you know, one thing I noticed in all these movies, the three main characters are rarely together on mm-hmm. screen that often yeah. as a team. Like, they're always kind of split off in different directions. Other the than time. the uh,
0: other than the third act of the original, yeah, yeah, you're right. Pretty much, other than the third act of the original, they are split off into different permutations and uh, teamwork. I mean, Luke is usually off by himself in the last two movies quite a bit. He is. He's. Pretty much the segregated party, just because he's on his own personal hero's journey, Joseph Campbell, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. In he's. On the path of being a Jedi, mm-hmm.
1: he's Shaggy in this, uh, mm-hmm. this Scooby Doo yeah, metaphor. It's, and, and it's other like others. Shaggy and Scooby are, yeah. are Luke and R two, and then everybody else is Fred Daphne. <laughs> Although Han's more like Shaggy personality wise, it looks more like Fred. Falcon,
3: the Mystery Machine, is that what
1: yes. yeah, that's that's yes. exactly right. I'm
4: seeing the parallels. With <laughs> with the <laughs> marijuana,
1: <laughs> it's and Jar Jar, Jar is Scrappy Doo, so that's yeah. kind of like uh, oh, we can oh, go on and God.
0: on. God. But uh, it's just the. The movie just—I've seen He's it.
4: Probably the worst character in any movie ever. Mm-hmm. Banks.
2: Yeah.
0: Um.
4: <laughs> is,
0: not, is that not right? Ooh, wow. Uh, worse than Jar Jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Maybe the worst in a Star Wars movie by a very close neck and neck with the Ewoks
2: mm-hmm.
0: as a, as a whole. I remember even being ten, what 9 or 10 years old when I saw Jedi. Mm-hmm. And when the one Ewok got blown up and the other one tried to wake it up and it was dead. I, I didn't have a problem with that. I wasn't sad. <laughs> I didn't like the Ewoks because... You're,
1: you're a xenophobe for Ewoks, aren't yeah, you?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm a cold-hearted son of a bitch when it comes to uh, primitive teddy bear-like creatures, I guess. Yeah, um,
3: it happens. Let's talk about Yoda. Because because <laughs> cool. uh, Yoda is in this movie, I think he's like it's like the greatest scene ever is is that introduction between him and Luke, where he's very ordinary. When he's a clown, and, he's yeah. basically yeah. a clown. He's yeah. doing bits. He's, he's like good food and yeah. Um, uh, he you know he's that little tug of war he has with R two R two. Oh man, that's yeah. great. And, or I will help you not. Yeah yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, Oyota is almost like the heart and soul of this movie. Oh, I mean, because totally. like all the thematics and the mysticism, uh, the Force is actually deepened in this movie. Huge. before it...
0: You actually get, you actually get your first taste of what the Force can do in yeah. this movie, and it starts in the cave with the Wampa. Yeah, when he's tied, when he's frozen in place, and he can't mm-hmm. get. But there was none of that fly being able to. Draw things to you with your mind, and the original Star Wars that wasn't there. No, it was, but that wasn't there. There was no force choke. (laughs) Oh no, there was. There was. I take that back. Sorry. Yeah, because he did it to uh, one of the governors. It was religion. Yes, it was. Yeah, I find religion. (laughs) <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. That's true. Yeah, uh, that's what he said.
1: yeah. I correct myself. There is that, and, and but I think Yoda—it really ties it more into an Eastern mysticism in this movie. I think that the way he describes it, like the way it flows through life, and I actually think there's a pragmatism to the way Yoda teaches the Force that really makes it a full, living, breathing thing, and it's not a showy. Like, even for a movie, it's not a showy thing. They keep it very simple, very yes. direct, and I think I like that a lot better than if they were made it, like, this dramatic thing where you're seeing lasers come out of their
0: eyes all the time and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a... The fact of the matter is, is that the whole... Every scene with Yoda, I remember getting the trading cards when I was a little kid before mm-hmm. I saw the movie, and... I was wondering what that weird little thing on Luke Skywalker's back was.
3: Yeah. yeah. I
0: also saw the picture of Han Solo and Carbonite. I was like, what the? What in the world is <laughs> right. that? What? Yeah. And I just remember those. I don't even know what happened to those. I used well, to have them all. But... I think
4: the one thing that they really did right is that they maintained the mystery mm-hmm. behind the horse. Yeah. Instead of showing it, it was almost like this mystical third character. Yes. Um, and I think that that was brilliant. And anytime you can maintain the mystery of something, that's a beautiful thing. It in is. In film, in real life. Um, and, in anything. and I, So I definitely, I like that as well.
0: You mean before they tell you it has everything to do with these little creatures living in your blood? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that kind of takes the magic out. Of yeah, it I hated
0: that. I hated it that. As, I think we all it did. It
4: makes it not as intriguing or no. as important. No.
0: You know the you force hate it. It
4: loses value when you... we find out exactly what it is.
3: Why was that added, by the way? Yeah. Why would only that? I have no idea why he <laughs> did anything in those movies. <laughs> and if Liam Neeson can't sell it, then it's not worth it. <laughs> you know, You're
0: right. Liam You're absolutely
3: right. If Liam Neeson can't push that out
0: and Le- make you buy that. Yeah, Liam Neeson you know? can make you sell that. He's going to kill everybody that kidnaps his daughter 18 times. but (laughs) Yeah, but the little weird thing, midichlorians in your blood, huh? What? No. I mean, that
4: just takes all the, the, the mystery and the magic out of it, and then it just becomes, eh. Oh, it's I not agree. important anymore. The Force is really not as interesting or as exciting as I thought it was.
1: And, and this is the this movie really makes the Force. This is the Absolutely. Force movie. I mean, yeah. because they that's a training seminar, but it's almost like Buddhism. It's almost like meditation, <laughs> except fighting meditation. It's it's like Eastern. It, it, you know, it's like it's character building. It's yeah. giving and giving away your ego yeah. a bit and
3: moving away from yourself. You know, they can undo that because they can make like science, like they say, like. The weird thing about it is Luke has no midi in him, (laughs) and then they can see like, oh, it's it it could go back, but without without like undercutting, right? It's like, oh, we this is more mysterious than we previously thought. We thought there was, you know. Dramatic indicators. We are doing retcon right in front of
0: your ears yeah. on this podcast. This is what should happen in episode 8. <laughs> Absolutely. Get rid of the midichlorians. Let us forget all about most of the dumb things we saw in those movies.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, when this movie was made, do they want the Force... Do you think that they, the Force could be like tapped into by anybody? Or that you had to have a specific talent for it? Is I that... think
0: that it was... I mean, they refer to it now is Force-sensitive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that that was always the case, that there was a certain group of people that were... Tapped into the Force. That could tap into the Force. I'm sure that everybody could, could to a point, but the ones that were actually adept... Super adept at it would be the ones that were the
3: Jedi Knights,
1: and then Yoda is number one. Like he's the most uh Force-sensitive being in the universe. Is that kind of the indicator? I could
0: see that.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been around a long
1: time. He's
0: had a Nine, lot of time. Yeah. He's had a lot of practice. There. He's eight hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. He, over eight hundred years has he trained Jedi? Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, you think in that time period of eight hundred years, he would take like a English grammar class? <laughs> To learn how to speak properly. That's his
3: colloquial
2: tongue. But that's part of <laughs> what well, yeah, Okay,
4: I'm going to lose some fans here. But, and I respect Frank Oz with the utmost respect. I I, I think um, his work with Muppetry is just remarkable. But his voice as Yoda, man, Ooh, makes the back of my hair... Uh, my neck kind of stand up a little, like it's uh. it's it's a little shrilling after long periods of time, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
2: Okay, in this
4: so, movie or in I, this movie particularly.
0: Oh wow, I always so, loved his voice in the I movie. I think myself. that yeah, uh, I love the Yoda voice. It's really not that different from Grover from no. Sesame Street.
2: Okay, uh, then maybe really I didn't not... like
4: Grover. And Yoda.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's
1: bad enough you're attacking Yoda, but going to go into Grover yeah, territory. Yeah, and, and, and I think yeah. I
4: think it has a lot to do um, with the cadence, the inflection. I have an ear for things of that nature. Sometimes people, when they have certain styles of inflection, Mm -hmm. it, it irks me, you know? And I think maybe that's the case here with Yoda. Like up and yeah. down, up and down. Um, I don't know.
3: Yeah, he talks like Mr. Bean, for sure. They have the same.
1: <laughs> They're probably from the same planet. And uh, <laughs> the, the radical version of this is Cookie Monster, by yeah. the
2: way. It's yes. the same grammar. You guys yeah. know what I
4: mean though,
3: right? <laughs> I love the way Yoda talks. I mean, I love the way. Are you talking the, about the way he talks or this pitch of his voice? The
4: cadence is what I was getting oh, to. The, uh, it's the, it's the, the up and down, and I think it oh. might also be the pitch. It's the. Yeah. There, there's something about it that. Um, for long periods of time, it would. I would not want to. Do you like?
3: Do you like the backwards syntax of the sentences? I love that.
4: That I don't mind as much. I was okay. kidding about the English yeah, grammar class. Yeah. I was just trying to be cute.
0: Annoy you with that? I Dutch. don't mind that. Annoy you?
4: I, you know, I, you guys should know from me loving Twin Peaks. I am very cool with people speaking backwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm cool yeah. with small it, people. And speaking I'm back- cool
4: with small people speaking backwards. Um. I don't know. It, it might just be the high pitchedness of it and, and the up and down, up and down, up you and down. Yeah. Um...
1: Although, that's more in the beginning when he's the goof. When he actually becomes yes. serious, he
3: starts speaking yes. more solemnly through most yes. of it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: He
3: literally, I mean. do, he... or do
4: not. There is no try.
3: Right. Do, no. or do, not. Yeah. Try not. do or not. Try not. He's not interested in. He likes young people. Let's face it, Yoda doesn't like training older people. <laughs> and uh, he's always been against it. He's, yeah, yeah. His biggest complaint is he's too old, you know. Yeah, yeah. Would... Well, Obi Wan Kenobi's like, look, I'm not an aegist you
0: know, Whatever age
2: they are, you know.
0: Dude, we got to train this boy up quick because shit's about to go down, and he's got to be ready. All right.
1: <laughs> we also get like full Force Ghost Kenobi in this movie, right? that's yes. like His first appearance as a, as a Force Ghost.
0: Yeah, and it's Sequel so money, man, for
3: Alex Guinness. And, <laughs> and it's
0: what... so funny because in later life. All Alec Guinness ever did was bitch, moan, and complain about Star Wars. Yeah. And how it's ruined so many people. And What? He once uh, signed an autograph for a kid who loved him and said, I love Star Wars. I watch it every day. It's the greatest thing. And he said, I will sign this autograph on one condition. You promise me you will never watch that movie again.
3: Wow.
4: That seems a little harsh.
3: Yeah. And he was he brutal drank, about it. Then he drank like five pints of <laughs>
0: because that's what Britain that's what Brits do they go to the pub and they drink the pints of stout
3: yeah
1: well and a lot of that is like I don't think he got what the rest of us saw you know I think he was a paycheck and he probably just didn't it's
3: completely different
4: now it could also be too because he was on he was he was um educated on the magic of it yeah. So for him, it was a completely different story. It wasn't exciting or fun because he knew all the ins and outs. Yeah, what everything meant.
0: And he and was it's an hard actor. to view things
4: in a different um, he was, yeah light when you know. It's like you know, it's it's kind of like being um being a part of a play. You know, and you're the director. Yeah. you don't see it the same way the audience sees it, and that doesn't discredit its value. It just you see it with different eyes.
2: Oh,
0: he but he lit, even when he took the part, they've shown letters that he's written yeah. about flat out disparaging this goofy little space thing.
4: Well, then he's just rude. and average. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he, but you got to remember, he was an actor.
3: I mean, yeah. he we was one of those, in... uh, those Irish actors that drank and they were great actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's was, there was a group of them, I guess, that kind of... You're talking about Peter O'Toole and... Peter O'Toole. Was he part of that
1: with Robert yeah. was Richard Shaw. Richard is it Robert it Peter Shaw? Peter
4: O'Toole is fantastic. I think he's yeah. a
0: little bit older than those guys because he'd been acting yeah. since the 30s. But there, there's... But there was that the, yeah, angry, the vibe. There was that angry young man click from the early, late 50s, early 60s that was Albert yeah. Finney, Peter O'Toole, yeah. yeah. Tom Cormier, Richard, but Orpe, Richard I, Burton. How about I'm Robert yeah. Shaw? I think Shaw was a little bit a part of that,
4: yeah. I would just like to say... That both Albert Finney and Peter O'Toole starred in two fantastic films, Miss Audrey Hepburn. One, Two for the Road, which is one of my favorite Audrey Hepburn films. And the other is How to Steal a Million, which is very quirky and cute. Sorry, just a little plug for Audrey here. Yeah. It's
1: a good tie-in to Star Wars, okay yeah. yeah. How to Steal a Million. You well, know.
4: six degrees of Audrey Hepburn. I can't resist. Great.
1: Yes. And, um... Uh, I don't know any segues from Audrey Hepburn to well, Yoda. Yeah, uh, I like, can go back uh, to Peter O'Toole
0: being yeah, Peter a, O'Toole. having the greatest uh, cinematic introduction ever as an actor to this world cinema of Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. first movie he's Lawrence of Arabia.
1: God, that's yeah. incredible. Um, uh, maybe my...
0: deserts and swamps. Maybe we can yeah tie desert deserts and, and swamps, swamps. Like, to tie I mean, it back hey, together. It would be great if you it you was know?
1: Tatooine, yeah. that would be the perfect you know? uh, segue. But. Uh, one of my favorite scenes In Dagobah the, You know the swamp Is uh, The scene where it's, Where Luke is, is Is attempting to get The X-Wing Out of the uh, swamp And yeah. he's getting mm-hmm. Very frustrated Very quickly And then Yoda Lifts it up And he explains That's the right. force That's, That's right. probably yeah. one of my Favorite scenes In the entire film And he is, chill-
0: he's, He said I don't believe it That is why you fail I love mm-hmm. that yep. The other great Dagobah yeah. scene Is the cave Yeah, yeah. Your weapons yeah. You don't need them Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he went in there, and Vader's in there. He fights him, and he sees that the enemy is himself. Mm Yes. Literally.
4: Which I think is a great lesson for all of us as regular human beings. If you don't believe in yourself, or you don't have faith in something, Mm -hmm. then how can you achieve it?
1: That's true. I mean, that's exactly what Mm -hmm. he's basically saying, is you don't have to... You don't need everything else. You Mm -hmm. just need this. Keep it simple. Keep it basic. You You need yourself.
0: All you needed to go face the evil is yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the whole... I, I mean, I didn't get that well, at six years old, it's, but... Yeah.
4: It's very similar to the message in The Wizard of Oz, which is a, a movie that we've covered and one of my all-time favorites at the end is, you know, when um, Glinda says, you've always had the power, you just had to learn for yourself.
1: Yeah. That's true.
4: You know, and I think the same can be said here.
1: It's it's kind of like uh, the Joseph Campbell story arcs, essentially, yeah. with yeah. The, the reluctant hero mm-hmm. who kind of finds himself through, yes. through this...
4: Which I think we're all sort of searching for in our lives. I think there's an element of that in everybody.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Wouldn't you agree?
1: I would completely agree with that. I mean, I think that's that's kind of like what we all kind of aim for. What do you think Han Solo is aiming for in this movie? Because he has a completely different... Is it similar to Luke's or is it kind of...
0: Han Solo reminds me of the guy that tries to... He's Humphrey Bogart. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. Yeah. He's Hum... I mean... In, and especially in those two movies, I kind of agree with Harrison Ford that after Empire, he doesn't really serve much of a purpose. Mm-hmm. He served his purpose. He can be the tragic hero that sacrificed himself for the greater good, mm-hmm. and I think that that was how Harrison Ford saw it. And I almost think that that was probably how it was going in Lucas's mind too, until he realized how beloved Han Solo was, and he yeah. changed changed it all up because. He really does fit the mold mm-hmm. of the wisecracking, cynical guy that's secretly a hard-to-gold type that mm-hmm. just suddenly discovers something greater than himself <gasps> and goes with it. And yeah. Princess
4: Leia is like a Catherine Hepburn type. Yeah, they have strong, a... strong, independent, but at the end of the day, still has that human need for love and acceptance.
0: There's a very, very there's a very, very screwball comedy '40s vibe to a lot of the dialogue interactions between Han Solo and Princess Leia. Uh-huh. There this movie. are a lot um, of very—I mean, oh, you can absolutely. tell that you can tell that Casden is uh, really, really dipping into his love of the his girl Friday's Philadelphia story, I bringing was up baby a story,
4: and then you know you'd have Luke who'd be more like a Jimmy Stewart character.
1: Yeah, that scene in the hallway when they're on Hoth and he's like saying. You love me, something like they're teasing yeah. each other for a while. That's a great scene. And she's like, "What are you talking about? I don't know how you got gonna." I have no
0: idea about. what you're Mary talking. You are Captain
4: Hepburn to be reluctant, you know. Like. Yeah,
0: it was, but yeah, she's also the imperious, cold-hearted—pardon my language—bitch that kind of.
4: I resent that.
0: You know, <laughs> kinda, she's
4: not a bitch. She just knows what she wants. She's,
1: she's very protecting herself from hot, She's very. <laughs> she's yes, very. Yes,
4: she's yes, very, yes, she's yes, very, self-respect. She has self respect.
1: That's what I meant. She's protecting herself from Han Solo's advances, mm-hmm. That
4: doesn't make but, her a bitch. No, but she kind of back.
0: I'm not gonna take it back. It was my <laughs> opinion. Um <laughs> The fact of the matter is, is that she's very, very cold and very not and she warms up over the course of their their flight.
4: You yeah, know what she's doing, guys. Gentlemen, take notes. She's mm-hmm. playing hard to get.
2: Yeah,
0: mm, I don't hard to get one on
4: one. That's exactly what it is. He thrives off the banter just as much as she does. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, he it's does. It's like foreplay for them, mm-hmm. so they're yeah. both getting enjoyment out of it. So she's, I love
0: that while they're being chased by Nazis, too, yeah. basically. So <laughs> <them>. this, yeah, <laughs> essentially. But I don't know but, necessarily. I don't know if she's playing hard to get personally. I think it's more of a. I think it's more of a. Her entire life has been her work. Mm-hmm. Her pa- her passion for revolution and justice and changing the world for good, and then this guy walks into it, yeah. and she's confused. Well, because she doesn't understand, because this guy brings a whole new thing and light to her life that she never noticed before. That you know, maybe there's some stuff outside of what you're doing that you should be thinking about. Right.
4: But as a woman, I can wholeheartedly say she's playing hard to get. She's attracted to him. Oh yeah, And and obviously the timing isn't quite right. You know, they're on a mission and there's a lot of elements. There's a lot of moving parts. So, you know, you can't just be full on romantic. But at the same time, I think they're realizing the feelings that they're developing for one another as they continue to spend more time. And um, she's feisty and independent and very strong minded, just as he is. Mm -hmm. So in many ways, they've met their match. Yeah. They've met their match. Mm -hmm. And they're playing hard to get. Both of them are. Mm-hmm. He's putting up a, as much of a resistance as she is. Yeah. So if she's a bitch, then he's a bastard.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's totally yeah. a bastard. Uh, he's totally a, he's, a bastard. he's totally, totally a bastard. He's totally a
4: bastard. But the the fact of the matter is, is there's a massive attraction, and they're both. Oh yeah. They're de- They're playing the game. They're yeah. playing the game. And then when she feels like he's in in real grave danger. She's the first one to put the guard down, and she says, I love you, and he says, I know. <laughs> and, and that's, you know, I mean, in, that's so classic, but...
0: The yeah. greatest mm-hmm. improvised line ever, because mm-hmm. the original line was, I love you, too. He went, nah. Mm-hmm. Han Solo would never say that.
1: And yeah, he said, I know, yeah.
0: And, and the way he says it, I mm-hmm. know...
1: By the way, that's now the second worst thing that's ever happened to Han Solo in the, in the entire franchise. Oh, no. oh
0: my
2: God.
1: <laughs> this guy has gone through so much hell. I mean, for, here's the thing. The second worst thing that's ever happened to Han Solo is he's frozen in carbonite by yeah. the Empire and made a door for Jabba the Hutt. And
0: delivered to uh, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's the second worst thing that's ever happened the to Han second Solo this point. See,
4: you know what? Yeah. I agree with Harrison Ford's perspective. I think that that was a wise choice because it really would go against Han Solo's character. Leia knows that he loves her too, but he's in a really vulnerable position. Yeah, He's getting ready... I mean, they, they're holding him captive. He's getting ready to, to, you know, get frozen, essentially. He needs every shred of dignity and pride that he can muster. Mm-hmm. So for him to not say... I love you too, because that could be perceived as weakness. Yeah, you know, I think he stuck to his guns and said, "I know," you know, kind of like, "I got to keep it together." And like, um, like I'm, I think that was a wise decision on his part. Whether I know it was improvised, I don't know if he put that much thought into it, but I do think the end result, his delivery
0: um, was perfect. It was of that line. It was very true to the
4: character, and and um, I think it would be a really different moment if he would have said i love you too
1: i think the scene too where he's going through carbonite we mm-hmm. were talking about what we were talking about earlier yeah. where uh uh vader just looks so imposing and then and then with
0: that orange light glow, yeah. glowing shining glowing off the reflecting off the shine of his helmet and yeah we go back to the shiny vader helmet yeah.
1: <laughs> and watching console drop, and in the sound design of yeah. the freezing of the carbonate, the sound designs yeah. of Star Wars yeah. movies are so distinct and so yes. amazing. Yeah. It's like one of the most like underrated shutter, aspects. Like...
0: Hats off to Ben Burtt, man. Yeah, yeah Ben Burtt is a genius. Hats off to Ben Burtt. I don't
3: know where he is, but hats off to him. <laughs> he's, the sound, he's the sound designer for Star Wars movies. Okay.
4: I, yeah. I really have a high appreciation and affection for things that can arouse my senses like that. Yeah. Um, and this movie, you know, as I've already said earlier, really does, and I think that it makes it a really good experience.
3: Well, John Williams obviously goes yeah. to town on this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, John Williams
1: oh, is, yeah. is amazing in this. Yeah. And, uh, uh It's my favorite score for any film is this one because I think it just there's so many themes. Like mm-hmm. the opening, the the quiet kind of ominous opening yeah. score with the Imperial droid mm-hmm. j- jumping off Hoth is yeah. beautiful music. It's just like you know, it's mysterious. It's kind of foreboding and
0: this is where the Imperial March comes in. Yeah. And that's when yeah. it's not in the original Star Wars. Which is great. Yoda's theme is and and all theme. the like the wistful sounds of like Yoda's theme. Da 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 Yeah. It's
4: And speaking of droids, I do think we need to spend a couple minutes on my man C 30 C- I love that guy. C3PO? That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love like C-
3: him. C3PO. I
4: just think he's so fun and polite and nice. And I don't know, I just love him.
1: Oh, uh, you know, he's he's great in this, especially he, when he collapses into a billion pieces yeah. and he's carried around. by Chewbacca yeah, and C3PO. I love them.
4: Yes, I was just going to say the friendship between the two of them, I, I just think is, is again, kind of very reminiscent of like these old screwball type comedy movies that we've seen. They're almost like, you know, Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Yeah. Although they're very intelligent and helpful, but. Um, I don't know. I love the contrast of Chewbacca who's so laid back and kind of easygoing and Hey, I'm just gonna handle things as they come and then you have, you know, my gold man That's what I used to call him before I knew his name. He was the gold man.
2: Mm
4: -hmm. He uh, is, you know Conceptualizes everything and he's very organized and has a concrete plan that I was gonna execute things and I just think it's a great balance and
3: he's British and he's British that does
4: help I love his voice (laughs) I don't know. It it adds a unique um, quality to the band of characters that we Mm -hmm. have because you don't have anything or anyone like him. I've
0: always right,
4: and and, uh, he's almost a straight man. You know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go on the opposite side of that. You don't like uh, it? C3PO is my least favorite of the core.
4: That's a shame. Core group. <laughs> It's like 22. I've always
0: I've always liked R2 so much more. Um
4: Because he beeps and rolls around. Well, and because
0: <laughs> R2 is always the one that fixes things, man.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey.
0: Every time something's about to go wrong, what happens? You plug R2 in and he just he's like, got it.
1: He's hilarious in this movie, by the way, in Dagobah, when he's being spit out by the yes. monster and that.
4: stuff. <laughs> oh,
1: I love that sound. That's my favorite R2. Is that
4: them all. I don't know. I guess I like, I like um, oh, yeah, C-3PO because but... he's a little quirky and um, we see a lot of his character develop. He starts off you know, exceptionally prim and proper and this is the way and then kind of towards the end of it he's one of the guys and he's running around and you know. I don't know. They, they kind of remind me of the three um, the three of them. Chewbacca, um, RTD2 and then uh, C-3PO remind me of like the Cowboy Lion, Tid Man and the Scarecrow.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And I love that because I, I always make tend to make that correlation. And uh, C three PO would sort of kind of be like the Tibman, who was my favorite in The Wizard of Oz. So I don't know if anybody yeah. else has made that connection, but to me, that's how I kind of oh you're not the first. It, and yeah. I love that. And so I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why I like him. Three PO
0: always complained too much about everything. He he, he was he so
4: contributed I, to the comedy.
0: Yeah, he's always, I he
4: always Rub
0: he always rubbed me the wrong way because, man, he was a, com- he's a complainer. <laughs> he complains a lot, and, well, I mean, and I still get mad because, like I said, he was, and he's always mean to R2, so, yeah. he always acts like he's, like he's superior. I think he's
4: more like, he, that's his programming. Hmm. He's, he's, pro- he's, programmed he's programmed to programmed, be Not to be smob, mean, but, right, yeah. yeah, he's programmed, he has a programmed personality, um, yeah overweight you
0: know. gob of gle- grease don't call r2 an overweight glob of grease come on man <laughs>
4: hey.
0: rusting bucket of bolts
4: just, yeah come status
0: on. i'm telling you it's hey, a status it's, thing you know,
4: i don't know maybe when you have a voice you feel like you can yeah. Say yeah things. i don't know all i'm saying is i like them i like it i like all of them i mean i like well, chewbacca as well
3: well r2 from all the droids that we've seen in this universe, r2 C three PO and R2 D two are at least asshole ish of all that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of asshole droids that there are. Yeah. Especially in uh the uh, bounty hunter Javas droid. Yeah. On. I like trash can droid myself. Trash can Yeah. Droid. um or C three PO adjacent. <laughs> 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 or R2 D two adjacent, like those are variations on the I think yeah. it's pretty mage that you just
0: said adjacent.
3: I love the one character in this movie. Who's the medical
1: you robot? <laughs> you know. Isn't there a medical robot in this uh, yeah. at the beginning that's working with yeah. Luke when he's coming yeah. back from Hoth? What's the name of that? Um, that robot? I
0: don't remember. It's B something. Oh, but he. I I had the action figure back in the day. Um,
1: oh, one thing I wanted to talk about too, are like the side characters in this movie are astonishing. Like the Wampa creature, I think, is fantastic. Yeah. I love these one-off Star the design, Wars monsters. The
0: design in the movie all the way around is fantastic. Yeah, and we'll let's just put it this way. Boba Fett isn't a character, it's a costume. Yeah. Everybody loved the costume. There's no real character there. Nobody, no. even to this day, when people are, Boba Fett is awesome. It's a costume, guys. Yeah. Kind of like in the Force Awakens, that Captain Phasma. Yeah. Yeah. Costume is fantastic. There's no real character there. <laughs>
1: no, mm-hmm. but a man doesn't add so much to the visual. Yeah. Uh, of I love the bounty hunters in this movie. That whole scene where they're all standing together. Oh, yeah, and actually, Boba Fett is was as a kid. He was probably my least favorite bounty hunter. I liked Boss because he's the, the lizard guy. Yeah, I liked yeah. that robot guy. IG-88. I want to see more of those
0: guys in action. Why couldn't we see them? I g eighty eight. <laughs> but yeah, Boba Fett. I mean the. The Mandalorian armor—it's fantastic. It's a great concept for a costume, but it would have been great to do more with it. Especially then. I mean, now there's the whole oh he's a clone of Django fett and blah 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 blah. And yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: That's not much to add yeah. to it. Actually, again, it's the taking away the mystery of
0: the character by adding yeah, too there's much. There's an entire Patton Oswalt yeah. bit about how George Lucas basically he wanted to kill George Lucas. For the prequels. Because the whole... Yeah, he was a little kid and he was sad. He said (laughs) that about both uh, Darth Vader and Mm -hmm. Boba Fett. Who are the other bounty
1: hunters again? It's Bosk is the lizard guy.
0: IG-88's the robot. Okay. Dengar's the guy that's got the big face all wrapped up. The mummy looking. yeah, Yeah, slightly mummy looking. There's a few other ones that are... I can't remember their names right now. But they were very awesome. You know, they were the cantina. Yeah, they of were. Of this particular movie because in the original, the creatures in the cantina were mind-blowing. And up until that point in this one, you didn't see as much of that no. that you did in Star War- the original Star Wars but the bounty hunters kind of added that back in, and that was—I mm-hmm. would have liked to have seen more of them, other than just Boba Fett. And I
1: think that's that's an element of Star Wars I always loved. It's like the one-off monsters and those guys, like they represented the cantina vibe, which also was Jabba in, in Return of the yes. Jedi. And I love all that stuff. I mean, I yeah. just those weird monster creatures. I was just thinking that too. So yeah, like, that's yeah, the ultimate. That. That's 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 like overdosing on on that my, was
0: cantina. <laughs>
1: On steroids. Yes. <laughs> but um in this one I, I loved um um what was I gonna say? Uh, the Bounty Hunters, but but it just kind of adds to that other relentlessness, you know, when they get to the Cloud City.
2: Mhm.
3: And yeah, I remember when I was younger. The Cloud City parts dragged for me for some reason. I don't remember why. Not watching it, I was like, "Oh, I get it." But it's just like you know, a lot of walking around and, and torture. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: you probably as, as a little kid, you probably yeah. weren't into torture very much. No. Um, but now not I, saying I, you I, are now.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I love those scenes now. I yeah. think it's a gorgeous set, both interior and exterior. All across the board. Let's say, they, is it Yespian? Is that Bespin.
0: Bespin, yeah. Bespin is the... When you go there... I mean, and that's another part of the movie that gives it more weight. Yeah. I mean, that's where the romance finally yeah. locks in. Mm-hmm. That's where, you know, you're my friend, but you turn on me. What's up with that? Yeah, that yeah. was It was betrayal. And uh-huh. I'm not a huge fan of Lando Calrissian. Never have been. And it's probably because of this... What he did in Empire. That and the fact that he was the one that always called him Han.
2: Yeah. And what, he, he's the like, one, Han,
0: Han. And then they started calling him Han. <laughs> and it bothered me for so long. And it still kind of does at times. But not so much. But Donald Glover being young... Lando Calrissian should be pretty cool Mm -hmm. yeah
1: I do love Billy Dee Williams in this movie though I think he's fantastic he's a pimp Yeah, it's just
0: I hate Lando Calrissian because of what he did in this movie and I don't think he ever redeemed well he didn't have a choice I
3: mean it's
2: yeah, yeah, I get right, it. I think he made a
3: deal, He underestimated the, the, the evilness of Darth Vader, which yeah. a guy that looks like that, <laughs> I would not underestimate any kind of evilness, you know.
0: He thought he made a deal, and when he made the deal, the the deal would stick. He did not realize he'd be double crossed three seconds later. Um, yeah. That was a part of our
3: deal. If, if you feel you've been treated unfairly, it's like, no. <laughs>
0: I'm altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Um. <laughs> And I have a, this is something that I noticed while I was watching the Empire today and it's something that's crossed my mind before. There is no sense of passage of time in these movies. Yeah. No. No sense of passage of time. This whole Star Wars feels like it could have taken place in like a day
2: or okay. two. But, but and,
4: that's a, I like that element of it. Yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, I
0: like you have that. no idea how long the chase through the asteroid belt was. You have no lo- idea how long Luke was on Dagobah. Yeah. You know, it feels like Luke was on Dagobah for three days, <laughs> tops.
3: I think he was on. Well, he had enough to. to he's doing those uh, running around, with Yoda down his back thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what what the. Uh,
0: you know, I'm. Um, you're, you're thinking, especially Jedi Master training is when you're watching other ones. Seems like it's something that takes years. It years. does. But Luke is a it's Jedi weird, Master within a day. I mean, Star yeah. Wars. It's but funny did, about the movie.
4: But, but earlier you were saying that you felt like the Force was something that was an innate. Thing and it is. People, so perhaps he was able to pick up on it quicker because of that.
1: Well, keep in mind, guys, he didn't complete his training in this movie. That, that he is was, true. He was called off but, to save true. his friends but by then choice. You,
0: then you go to Jedi and it's like, oh, so I guess I did complete my training. I just finally came back to you and, oh, I guess I was done, huh? Yeah, yeah,
3: you know what I'm saying. But yeah, was, I mean, he was—I mean, Jedi. He's pretty much a badass.
1: He yes. is. In the beginning of the movie.
3: We're going to talk about that when we do it. But yeah, um, this movie—he's definitely. Does he make the right decision to go? Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't think.
0: think he does. Well, I really he loses don't. His hand, but I guess. I mean, <laughs> he loses his hand. He yeah, gets very. It's dis-
4: written in the stars.
0: Yeah. yeah.
4: He's destined to lose his hand. He, he yeah. ends up disillusioned. <laughs> And, That's uh, probably written in the stars, to you. know. <laughs> exactly. If he
0: had learned some more patience, which was the whole thing Yoda was trying to partake mm-hmm. her, in part to him was, be patient. Yeah. He go- he's impetuous. He's the whiny little farm boy. He's still the whiny little farm boy in parts of this movie. Yeah. And uh, he goes and off and makes a rash decision and ends up basically making the universe teeter on mm-hmm. even more domination just because he was not prepared mm-hmm. up here for what he learned.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. Although his I mean, reason for going was very selfless because he yes. wanted to save his friends. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But it was also very selfish mm-hmm. to save his friends. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was like he did not want them to lose them, but like Yoda says, "You can, you can go but if you do, you disrespect everything that they've fought and suffered for.
4: But if he didn't go, there wouldn't have been another movie, and then there wouldn't have been a franchise. Well, storytelling.
0: Yeah, I mean, the story would have veered in a different direction had he not gone. I mean, Mm -hmm. in the construct of how the story goes, yeah, he had to go to propel the story the way it was going, but to create drama. But the fact of the matter is is that the pragmatist would... To have stayed, and he's definitely not a pragmatist.
4: No,
1: no, he's impulsive. Yes. Like, he has that that impulse, although not nearly as much as his
0: dad. <laughs> Obviously. Um, I think
4: it's because he feels like he has something to prove.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: A lot of impu- people who are impulsive have that tendency that they Feel like
1: they have something to prove. Yeah, I I do think though it, it's more like he really does care about his friends. Oh, he that feels too. They're in, in Absolutely. In peril.
4: Absolutely.
1: And it's funny because they're saying all they've risked and sacrificed for. Well, Han Solo himself has not always sacrificed. <laughs>
0: no, but originally <laughs> you know, he know. was originally at the end of uh, Star Wars, he was out. Yeah. You know, he was out. He was taking his money. He was gonna go mm-hmm. pay yeah. off Jabba yeah. the Hutt and be free and clear and not think about anybody but himself. Yeah, but what's he do?
3: He comes, comes back, back and yeah. knocks Darth because... Vader out of the sky. Yeah, he's yeah. the
0: reason that Luke had the time to uh, blow up the the Death exhaust Star. Port. Yeah, mm-hmm. and why
1: doesn't Vader go after Han Solo then? Because he's the one who really he booted does. Him. Go oh, he after does. Him. You're right. What am but I
2: thinking, he
0: maybe? know he know he's heard through the years of looking for the rebels. The legend of Luke Skywalker, the kid who blew up the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in fact, in the Marvel comic books now, because they have the... And it's really... They're really good, if you, the new ones that yeah. are coming out that are basically based between Star Wars and Empire. And there's the run that's Star Wars, and there's the run that's Darth Vader. And there's a really cool part in one of the Darth Vader comics where he finds out that Luke Skywalker did it, and he is pissed because he finds out that the emperor lied to him about mm-hmm. yeah about the whole thing with the uh, emperor
4: lied by a lot of stuff
0: Well yeah, but he fought, but he was duped into all a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. by saying that he was going, you know, trying to emperor duped him by saying you have to do this to save your wife mm-hmm. and your kids. Yeah. And then when he was became Darth Vader as we know him in the black armor yeah uh he was told that the children and uh his wife died in childbirth Uh, and Mm -hmm. there's that whole ridiculous no and that uh, was pretty bad but it so it
4: does make you sympathize a little bit with the character of Darth Vader because he did start out very selfless he wanted to save the woman he loved and his children and mm
2: -hmm. it just goes
4: to show how quickly um you can kind of self-destruct Mm-hmm, when you right. have no purpose, or you feel like you have nothing yeah. to live
0: for. But the fact, the thing is, is that the prequels have taken one of the most iconic villains in his, in cinema history, and actually storytelling history. He's yeah. Like, I mean, flat out, he especially in this movie, like we were talking yeah. about, he yeah. is he is relentless. He is awesome to behold as the face of evil. Yeah. And then you find out he was just some little brat farm kid yeah. well, himself to me and it
4: gives him a, it kind of humanizes him and it makes me sympathize with him and
0: that is um, also a sap <laughs> I mean you know, he's a sap no it's that
4: he's a sap like I was just saying it goes to show how one can self destruct Mm-hmm. Which is a kind of a, exactly what happened with Darth Vader. Well, if it was when, a better
3: actor, we wouldn't have... No,
2: I'm
4: talking about the character, not Hayden Christensen. Or Jake Lloyd. Or who any of them. I'm yeah. just saying, the character, you know, he started... What out... about
1: David Prowse in the suit? He was he moved around That's really David
0: well.
4: Prowse is... really well. Yeah. You yeah. guys are not hearing me. <laughs> yeah. I'm just oh. saying, I mean, you know... I think the prequels are so bad that's the thing I don't don't care I am talking about the character of Darth Vader not who played him and not the film and not in any particular film I'm talking about the construct I am talking about the construct of the story and his Mm -hmm. character and that he starts out as a human you know he loves his wife he's willing to do anything to save her that's Mm -hmm. what motivates him to to do Mm -hmm. what he does okay and then he once he once he realizes she has died and he's under this assumption that the kids have died as well he just loses all self control Mm -hmm. and and goes full fledged into the dark side, which is obviously never a good idea. Oh, um, yes. And necessary. he just self destructs, and then he's unrecognizable physically yeah. now. Yes, and literally. There's and no. And that's sad to me. That that I think it's it's really sad for to to see somebody go through that path. But it makes it more understandable as to why he is the way that he is. And I'm all about understanding people. And to me, that's interesting.
1: And that's a great story. Like that's a story that I would have loved to have seen Absolutely. in the prequels. And I don't think they mapped that out correctly with that. No, I agree with, with you.
2: I agree. But with I agree
1: you. that that that's, adds it. But I separate Darth Vader in this movie from the Darth Vader that established. Do too. Weirdly, yes. I when I watch yeah. this, I just focus on Darth Vader because oh. he's a relentless, yeah. Yeah. relentless, uh, uh, like like a, like an autocrat essentially. He just yeah. keeps going boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, Automaton. He they just keeps actually, going after people.
0: They actually. Uh, depower him and kind of emasculate him a bit in Jedi as far as I'm concerned he's I mean the first scene he comes in it's like okay this is badass Vader and then you find out no he's Mm -hmm. just he's just a little whipping boy for the Emperor Um, yeah
4: But it goes to show everybody has someone to answer to. Yeah, we all have insecurities, and Absolutely. you can't tell me Darth Vader's not insecure. Oh, he's How very insecure. That's why. That's what motivates a lot of his actions is his insecurity, which is very common amongst evil, villainous type of characters. Um,
1: I think though Vader in this movie though is not even insecure. I think it's just he's just
4: yeah. He's boom, just downright. He's on. Boom. He's got an yeah in this yeah. Movie. He's
1: he's got, driven, yeah. He's driven. He's he's oh, obsessive yeah. compulsive Absolutely. and just moving on and on. He's and on. Tunnel, yeah. He's
0: got tunnel vision. He's yeah. uh, his. It's a two-fold tunnel. That's yeah. two yeah. goals. Get the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Get Luke. Yeah. yeah. Get. Yeah. I mean to. But to basically even going after the Millennium Falcon is not the end goal the end goal is luke yeah Mm -hmm. the the very end goal and not necessarily like it said taking luke to the emperor a lot of it is why don't you and i just take this whole thing over
2: yeah
1: that's exactly what happens he's turning on the emperor himself
3: that's how evil vader's becoming now he's ready to take over the emperor yeah uh and you see the Emperor for the first time here. Yeah. Which, interesting though, it's it's, it's the, a voice that's different. It's a woman's face with monkey eyes. Yeah. yeah that.
0: that was the original Emperor. Then yeah. they redid it in the special edition and brought uh, Ian McDermott in and redid the whole thing.
1: Who is the superior villain in a way, though? Like, I, the, Vader is great, but don't you think the Emperor is underrated as a villain? Like, he's really a great villain. Well, and, he's the
0: super villain. Yeah, and I think he
1: gets overlooked sometimes. But I'm a,
0: not a huge—I'm still not a huge fan of that because I personally liked Vader as the face of evil in the Star Wars universe way more than the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Is. Well, I mean, they really too, did. They did the tragic figure thing with uh, Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, which to me just is one of my quibbles with the Star Wars tra- saga, even though I know that's what Lucas was going for. I don't have to agree with him. I did. I just It's not my favorite thing about it. Oh, okay. Well,
4: I think the thing too with the Emperor is we're not really vested in him. We don't know him. We don't mm-hmm. really know his story, where he came from, where we're able to get a, a, a deeper sense of who Darth Vader is and... and how he becomes the way that he becomes it's easier to get more you know vested in someone like that emotionally. Um,
1: I would to say like no. though more
4: you know what I mean yeah. the emperor is what I'm well, the point of what I'm saying like I understand why you don't really care for the emperor. We don't really know him.
1: There yeah. is an exception though, in Revenge of the Sith, they really flesh him out, and he's the best part well, of that. that. I mean, he's I really a great villain in that movie. True. He yeah.
0: is a really great yeah. villain in that movie. I will definitely yes. agree with you. He's much yeah. better in that movie yeah. than he is in Jedi.
1: Yeah, a Jedi though, he's still kind of pulling the strings on it though, mm-hmm. in, yeah. in a great way. But but the difference is, in in Revenge of the Sith, he's he's they do a great comment on how people come into power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, he's seducing everybody. He's making everybody plausible. He's a nice man. Mm-hmm. But um, the problem is... Um, the problem is is that... Um, by Re- Return of the Jedi, he's openly saying, I'm evil, you're going to turn on me. He's actually telling them what he, they want them to yeah, do. It's- he's
0: basically <laughs> baiting the whole thing. And there's a whole lot about Jedi that I'm not... The biggest fan about, I mean, literally up until The Force Awakens, uh, as much as I love Star Wars, in my opinion, there were two movies that were good and the rest of them were, I mean, I'm literally, there's a lot about Jedi not that bugs me to this day.
1: So how would you guys uh, uh, overall, like, uh, sum up the movie? Does it hold up for you? <laughs> I think it's, it's kind of clear. But... I
4: mean, I think it's a pop culture classic. Yeah.
0: It's, One of the greatest movies ever made. It's definitely probably the greatest science fiction movie ever made. It is my favorite Star Wars movie. And um, the fact of the matter is, yes, I get it. You wouldn't have Empire without Star Wars, which is fine. But it is a movie that launched a lot of uh, ideas. Like, oh, it's okay to have a middle part to something that kind of starts in the middle Mm -hmm. and stays in the middle. And it doesn't end right there. Cause, like I said, at six years old, I was. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's how this is ending. All the bad the bad guys won. Mm-hmm. What? No, no, no. It was just weird. And I mean, we didn't even get to the whole. We didn't talk much about the lightsaber battle yet. Oh, that is, yeah. that's, that's my favorite.
3: Yeah. It, yeah. Fantastic. Or that Luke finds out that Stormy yeah. is his father. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. We right, right. Yet. That's, but that's in, a big reveal. I
0: have uh, a. Ver- in fact. That spoiler pre- alert! <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah. She said, spoiler alert. This is really why I have no problem with going on the internet and finding out what's going on with spoilers these days. Okay. When I was six years old, I had uh, we went to see Empire Strikes Back,
4: mm-hmm. and
0: I drank a lot of pop during the movie. Mm-hmm. And I had to go to the bathroom during the lightsaber battle.
2: You
0: I'm had pretty it in. sure you know where this is going. Yeah. Uh, when I come back, so what happened? Luke got his hand cut off and Darth Vader told him he Is that what?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you, you, you know, you can watch this movie dozens mm-hmm. of hundreds of times, which mm-hmm. I probably have over the years. You don't get that back.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't get that back. I mean, yeah. it was like, I was six.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. the most WTF moment in pop culture history I had to be told about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So... I don't really care about spoilers anymore, man. It's, it's like, <laughs> and for a very long time, it scarred me to the point that I would not drink anything in a movie theater for probably a good
3: 20, 25 years. Because you thought you were going to miss some big exactly. moment. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I mean, I, 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 the lightsaber battle between Vader and Luke from top to bottom is outstanding. It's my favorite uh, lightsaber battle in the entire series. It's yeah.
0: My, I think that I like it because there's passion behind it. From a mechanical standpoint, David Prowse or whoever's in the suit seems really clunky. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, it'll it's be not hard as
4: walking around in that metal. It is not yeah. as
0: well choreographed as some of the other ones have been.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, but it's probably my number two. I would say The Force Awakens is my number one. Oh, that's because, a great. That's because a great one it's too. so. The, there's so much going on. I mean, that's literally the most emotional one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. from a standpoint of.
1: That movie, uh, just as a side note, I think it takes the Force to a different level, too. Like It, it really makes it a vicious weapon. Like, when she's thrown against a tree, mm-hmm. you know, it's incredible. Um, yeah.
0: And you see a lot. I mean, Empire is also the lightsaber battle, like The Force Awakens, where you actually see the collateral damage mm-hmm. that a lightsaber battle between two Jedis would do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it in the carbon freezing chamber and in whatever that was down in the tunnels and what i still to this day have no idea was that a, were those garbage chutes I, I mean have no yeah. clue
2: what that were, was were those there.
0: garbage chutes i mean it's really cool when he's sliding down the thing and everything but i still to this day don't know what it was um the fact of the matter but there was that and you got the collateral damage where vader's like literally ripping things off the wall with the force oh, and throwing that. them at him which is awesome
1: and the music oh god yes The music is fantastic oh, yeah. in that scene and it just builds yeah, it up
0: you also in the force awakens when they're fighting in the forest and the trees are just falling down around them and yeah it's that's just a lot of cool stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i mean uh tony what are your overall oh, absolutely
4: i think it definitely holds up um you know, I knew a lot about this movie before I'd ever even seen it for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I could name all the characters. I had a general idea of the storyline just from knowing people who really enjoyed it. i seeing the toys and all of that kind of jazz. But, I mean, I think, yeah, it's, it's such a part of American pop culture. Probably even not just in America, but all over the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think any installment, even if it... Is not our favorite. Is still really iconic and is still going to hold up, whether yeah. you know we like it or not. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a great film.
3: Yeah, I do too. I think it's uh, it's probably the best directed and um, of the Star Wars movies, and I think a lot of the elements make it the best. Um, I think I like the uh, the first Star Wars just because there's a lot of uh, nostalgic. You know it's Star Wars, you know, exactly. and it's yeah. it, there's a lot of uh, innocence to it, which make it great. Um, uh, but this one is definitely the most emotional and the, and the most, um, you know, intellectual in terms of what's going on here. And you know the, the big reveal. It's you know one of the greatest you know reveals mm-hmm. in movie history. Um, you That's meet great. Yoda for the first time. Uh, there's kind of you see three dif- th- three distinct worlds. Uh, There's still, you know, some space in it, you know, not a whole lot, but a little bit space, (laughs) Uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's really, it really takes the Star Wars universe and like, you know, expands it, expands it out. And, uh, which is what we love about it. It's like these different worlds they can go to and, and, uh, you know, you get to see, you know, you know, you just imagine this vast universe that just, impossible to realize how big it is but it's so small too you know because they're able to interact at least in terms of uh government and have an empire you know you don't really know how what the scope of it is but um but yeah i love this i love this movie um and uh you know every time it's on on tv or whatever i always sit and watch it and you just get wrapped in the story and and you know what's going on with Luke Skywalker? <laughs> yeah,
1: I I want to say like I I think this movie is among probably the two of the two greatest blockbusters ever made. The other oh, yeah. one being maybe Raiders of the Lost Ark would be its contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Both yeah, written by this, written by the same guy, Larry Kasdan. Yep, you know? yep. Um, but um, I think it's a pitch perfect, fully realized in terms of world building, in terms of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the, the music, it's
4: had on people,
1: yeah, the the story. I mean, the turn of Darth Vader, I am your father, just changes the Star Wars saga completely from just a space saga to like this weird familial Shakespearean it's drama, very much so. Uh, and it's just, just again, the attention to detail. Like you're mm. immersed in this world. Yeah. You see these bounty hunters and the Wampa monster and uh just the set designs for like Cloud City and and uh, Hoth and you know even Dagobah with Yoda I mean just Yoda I mean just just how human yeah. the puppet for Yoda is and yeah. it's the best use of Yoda I think I've seen in the entire trilogy
0: Yeah, yeah I mean they again going to Jedi for a minute he, the it was the physical puppetry would definitely work better in those when they did the Phantom Menace in the prequels the first one they tried the puppet, the puppet didn't work, and the CGI Yoda just, let's face it, the CGI Yoda was lame. It was, yeah,
1: yeah it was bad. I love Puppet Yoda. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pro-Puppet Yoda guy all puppet the way. Puppet Yoda all the way. Um Puppet Yoda. I think Muppet first, Yoda. Muppet Yoda. Yeah,
4: he really was a Muppet, yeah.
1: I think uh Han, Luke, and Leia are all at their peak. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention, too, is like... Leia's force sensitivity towards the end is such a unique thing. I didn't pick up on that until later on, actually, yeah. I started watching that, how brilliantly they utilized. They must have known that she was going to be the sister at that point when they wrote
0: this. I'm thinking they, I'm thinking they, they were dropping hints.
1: Yeah. I mean, they definitely were. Uh, it's, it's perfect. And I think, just from a technical standpoint, it's the best Star Wars movie. Emotionally, you know, I think I love them all in their own way, but I definitely think this is, like, objectively the most... Uh, yeah. ...well-crafted uh, Star Wars film I will today. sit through.
0: I'll sit through parts of most of them even if I'm going Ugh. yeah. Like no, not done not again. No. Trade routes click. Yeah. <laughs> Trade routes click. I Lightsaber battle. Ooh. <laughs> Cuz the lightsaber battles in those movies are pretty. They're just
1: Yeah, some of them don't even they're just kind of weird. Just, yeah. You know. Don't get me started on the diner sequence from Attack of the Clone oh, or just yeah. We didn't need that American graffiti weirdness, <laughs> but anyway, I I love it, and uh, I always end the podcast by saying the best place to watch these movies outside of a the movie theater. And If you have a chance to see this movie in a the movie theater, by all means, take it immediately. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best movies to watch, any of them. Uh, but it is on Blu-ray. I have a, uh, I think it's a box set from 2011 that has all six of the prequels and, and is that the, the one that trilogy. had an-
0: the Young Anakin on the front. The brown yeah. box. I had that one before I sold everything off. Um, I haven't, but I did buy it again digitally. So
1: It's it's excellent. and uh, I'm sure they have reissues of that out there from Disney. Since they've been purchased by yeah. Disney. But it's fantastic. And
0: it's weird. Because the Disney reissues on digital. All of them. Except for Star Wars. Because Star Wars is the only one that's still owned by 20th Century Fox. Um, has... Does not have the 20th Century Fox fanfare on it, so yeah. you get that whatever that weird music that they put in front of it with the Lucasfilm limited yeah banner on the front. It's not. I mean, it's not bad music, but it's just not the 20th Century Fox fanfare, and that...
3: It's jarring. Is, <laughs> it, it is jarring. It's yeah. well, almost they make it silent now. When Fourth Awakens, it was so silent, silent yeah. which is great. Yeah,
0: and the I mean the giant. 20th Century Fox a da, 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 I mean that's mm-hmm. part of it yeah, yeah. It, it's,
1: it's it's even more jolting now when you hear the Star Wars fanfare start up because it goes you silence yeah, yeah it goes from complete silence yeah. for two minutes now to yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah.
1: but uh, it looks pristine on Blu-ray by the way this movie yes. it's a great looking movie to begin with but it looks pristine on, on Blu-ray they you know, all know
4: do. where the movie looks the best where on your TV screen <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Actually, on the big
0: screen, probably. Yeah, oh, definitely, It, yeah. it <laughs> is. It is a really, really beautiful movie. It when is when it comes to the like the look of it and the aesthetics and yeah. everything. That whole lived-in future history junk world is part of why we love Star Wars. Oh, well, it
1: is. It's like you're in a whole new universe. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'd like to thank every, uh, Brendan for coming on the podcast today. Thanks, guys. As usual, this yes. has been great. Uh, do you have anything to plug that's coming up anytime soon? Not
0: or? especially. I don't know when Donut Sunday's doing Improv Wars. Who knows if the stage men are doing Improv Wars. Uh, other than if you want to come hang out with me at the Nest while I'm interning, I'll be there a few times Hang probably behind the bar or letting people in the place. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so if you want to yeah.
1: see someone intern, you can go to the Nest. You know what? <laughs>
0: you it, is, it is fascinating to watch someone intern. <laughs> yeah. In fact... I'm going to do an entire documentary trilogy about interning.
1: There you go. There you go. Uh, We uh, have various projects of our own coming up, especially we're all involved with a show that I'm directing called The Putts, which is going to be debuting at the Wild Goose Creative, presented by Columbus Unscripted on uh, Friday, Friday, uh, December 9th. Yeah. And uh, Scott and I have also been performing regularly as the Wheeler Brothers from time to time in different places. Also with Improv Wars and... uh, and Tony, I, I think... I'm their
4: you're, uh, silent manager. A silent manager, <laughs> yeah. Tony. So. Miss
1: Elizabeth type. <laughs> yeah. You're more of the office business. Right. <laughs> and everyone, go see uh, Rogue One when it comes out in December uh, 15th or 16th. I think
0: December will be the 16th, but you know there will be <laughs> yeah. early showings on that Thursday. So. Yeah, they need to the
3: help out uh, with that movie. So. They do. <laughs> Disney yeah. needs a big plug on that. Rumor so. has
0: it that a lot of people don't seem enthused. Really? Yeah. yeah, I'm sitting there thinking it's going to look pretty, it looks pretty sweet yeah. to me.
2: Yeah, you we'll see. You know what see. movie a
4: lot of people are enthused about? The upcoming movie called Jackie, starring Natalie Portman, yeah. playing Jackie Kenby. I know, I'm excited
1: for it. Yeah, her. that's a good Who is Queen Amidala, actually. Yes, yeah.
0: that, that, so that was what, a, yes. There we so
3: go, tie-in. She's a Star Wars
4: yeah. uh, alumni, so we got to support her, but yeah. uh, that comes out, I think, on the 5th.
3: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
4: day after my birthday. mm
3: mm-hmm.
1: birthday. Mm-hmm. So, Excellent. Well, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll uh, see you next time. Bye. All right, Bye. thanks.
3: Put that down. Now we've
2: – hey, it's
3: my dinner.
0: So big get you food of this kind.
3: Listen, friend, we didn't uh, mean to land in that puddle,
0: and if we could get our ship out, we would. But we can't. Uh, so why don't you I just
2: get your ship out? <laughs>
0: hey, get out of there! Uh, no! Uh, hey, you could have broken this. Uh, don't do that.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a mess.